Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. I am Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield, coming at you once again with my big bro, Rich. Rich, how you doing? Everybody do it with me now. Breathe in that sweet smell of victory yet again. that That victory was that sweet of a smell. It, uh, uh, no, it's just, look. No. Yes, it no, was. It you was a sweet smell of victory. Because you know why it was a victory? victory? Because it was a victory. Yeah. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know if I should go there. What? It's that really, really, really strong air freshener that smells so great, even though it's covering up the business that had just been done, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Really? So you yeah. still can't, even though it's that sweet, sweet oh, smell, uh, you, uh, you, you uh, still might catch uh, a little whiff of something uh, else in the hair. You are doing the show with me, not Brian Anthony Davis. <laughs> stop. Yes. Ah, oh, I know what you mean. So, uh, hey, we have a first-time chatter here. I uh, got to bring it up since it's the first time. Uh, from Aaron Smith, his longtime podcast listener, first time catching a live show. Welcome. I'm glad you're here with us. I uh, hope we can have some fun here. Aaron Smith, but didn't he used to play DN for us? Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, there is a chance there could be more than one, but you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say that it's not. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to say nine. So we're going to say, we're, 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 we're going to say that number 91's in the house. Not so, um, in the house. so, uh, we'll, we'll keep, uh, living in our dreams. Um, Rich, yes. It's a victory, and there's so I'm, many I'm, different things I, you can I say know. about and a victory. Believe it or not, though, I'm I'm tired still. Well, I haven't I just, recovered. You know, what? I'm tired, but that's just because I'm I'm tired. Oh, <laughs> I'm tired so because I dozed off this afternoon only to get a a an alert on my phone telling me that there was a roster move when the Steelers added Trey Edmonds back to the roster. So I kind of got interrupted from that. But you're tired just because. It was draining. Fired. It was yes, it was draining, and it was also that four twenty-five game mm-hmm. instead of a one o'clock game. So it took me quite a while to wind down from it. I'm just going to ask you: Do you need that wind down time? Like, I, I do, and mm-hmm. so I ended up watching you know the entirety of the Sunday night game, and then was still up and See, not not able to get into good sleep for a little bit because I still wound up from the game. I did not get to watch the entirety of the Sunday night game because oh, I cool did I did the post-game show. Right. And by the time I got done the post-game show and turned on the game, it was over. It was already 21 to nothing. But that's not the game we're here to talk about. We're not, we're, we don't care about that game. As nice as that no, game was. I will say this. So I have you guys on my phone watching the post-game show mm-hmm. and the TV on mute watching the Sunday night football game. Yeah. <laughs> You know, sometimes I will do that um, or like, but like I'll have red zone or something. <laughs> oh my goodness. We just got $5 from our sister. Okay. Uh, using the super chat feature. Here we go. Alita Bernard. That is our, our sister. She is in between us in age, in case you guys are wondering. And it is her husband who, uh, who I share my season tickets with. She says, I want Dave to admit that his amazing sister called 
the nail biter. That that's ex she told me this on Saturday. She said it's going to be a nail biter, and this is what I told her. And I I said this in the post game. Okay. Well, first of all, but, but thank wait a minute. you, Alita. I didn't think, I, I didn't think that I didn't think Alisa watched football. No. <laughs> Oh, she said amazing sister. I oh, thought, amazing oh. sister, yeah. Oh, see. Oh, no, she needs the other one. Um, well, let's just say this. I deviated from my rule. My rule is when the Steelers are heavily favored, don't pick them to cover. They just don't because they don't care. And yeah, I don't blame them for not caring. It's not their job to cover. It's their job to win. So I thought I'm going to pick the Steelers to win, but not cover the, the huge 14 point spread. And then I did know your enemy where I filled in for Michael Beck last Wednesday and RJ from blogging the boys had me convinced that the Cowboys couldn't score points. So I thought maybe the Cowboys won't score, won't score points. So I picked the Steelers to cover, which I shouldn't have done, but I did. And that happens. But our sister she called it almost exactly. She says, it's not that they're not going to win, but I have a feeling it's really going to come down to it at the end. Well, this and was, this she was, was right. One of those few games, you know, they, they had all three of their top wide receivers for Dallas. And I don't care what anybody says. You know, we talk about how great, how deep our wide receiver group is. Dallas is similar. Yeah. In terms oh, my of, goodness. You know, they've got plenty of guys that can go get the ball. All they needed was somebody that could even, you know. Yeah. Our, get them our the ball. And Garrett, yeah. you know, was it, you know. Hey. Gilbert Grape or whatever the guy's name was. Could, <laughs> you know, he made some throws. He we did. dared you him could, to make you know throws, what? and he made throws. I think they did. I think the Cowboys did the smart thing. I think they put the right quarterback in in that situation. Danucci didn't have enough time in the NFL to really be able to step up. Garrett Gilbert was drafted, what, 2014, something like that? I mean, he's been around for a while, played in the AAF, been on and off rosters and things like that. But he's been around enough to kind of have a to, to get a better, quick grasp. And like I said in an article, Mike Tomlin said that the, you're going to get the Steelers best. But, but before I, I move on, our sister did say that I went stacky on her and told her about the stats. Well, the stats say that the Steelers win those games, but they don't cover. And I should have known that that's what they do, and I didn't do it. Um, but the, what Mike Tomlin, what, what I did was this was from his post-game press conference uh, where he talked where – now I kind of lost my train of thought um, – the, the the whole notion of, you know, the trap game or things like that or the letdown. And he said that we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. we got a bullseye on us. It doesn't matter that we're 8-0. But the 8-0 adds even more to it, in my opinion. He's right. like, we're going to get everybody's best because – and I was actually talking to a very respectful Ravens fan today. Um, that, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait. no, no. Not, they're not all terrible. There's a few good ones out there, and, and I actually know a couple of them. Um, well, living where I, I am, trust me, they're everywhere, but I've only found a couple of them. That's the thing. Uh -huh. And I was talking to him and I said, and the Ravens are experiencing this now some too, that it doesn't matter if it's a, if it's even a division game, a conference game or whatever, you're a team that the other team circles on their schedule. The Steelers are always going to be a team that teams circle on their schedule and, and take so note of that game. The Ravens kind of have a little bit of that history now, too, especially after last season. 
Yeah. But now the Steelers don't just have that. They have the notion of being the only undefeated team in the NFL. And not only are you going to get everybody's best, you're going to get biggest game of the season, can't hold anything back. You know, who in the world tries that punt return, throwing the ball across the field inside your own 10-yard line in a game that you're supposed to be close or even possibly win? You generally don't do that in the NFL. Right. You do it in college sometimes. That was, that was, some crazy that was, stuff. That was a we're two and seven, and mm-hmm. but still or two and six, still yep. fighting for our play playoff lives, Dallas Cowboys. Um saying they had nothing to lose against the yeah, yeah, seven and oh Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Why not? You're yep. gonna get those why not plays. Why not give it a try? Why not? That's what the Steelers are going to be seeing in, in games like that. I mean, think if one player realizes that that guy was faking it when he was trying to say that he had that pulled up limp with like he pulled a hamstring and then ran down to the other side of the field and snuck away, you know, that's if one person catches that, they could blow up that whole play. That play had more of a chance of going in the Steelers' favor than it did the Cowboys. Not more, but just as much of a chance of much. going in the in the Steelers' favor did the Cowboys. Correct. But if they pull it off, it's going to be a big play. And it was yep. a big play. And it could have been even bigger, you know. But, but that's the score. kind of stuff that you're going to see. This is the best part. It didn't score him a touchdown. Yes. Did not score them a touchdown in the lot. Score scored them a field goal, but not touchdown. Uh, real quick, before we, we move on, to if stuff, we just if we just wouldn't have given up that one that touchdown, yeah, I would have caught I would have caught it correctly on the Dallas Cowboys with four field goals. Yeah, yeah, yep. Well, uh, well, they would have had they well if they would have got nothing there, meaning Correct. they would have got a field goal in place of it. But still, uh, real quick, super chat, George, yep. Teston, five dollars in the tip chart. Thank you, George. I know we will not be able to pay Juju next year, but can we afford to lose him in free agency? Do you know what? You're exactly right, but I'm going to kind of be taking this mentality. I'm going to take this mentality now, okay? Never in my lifetime, never in your lifetime, because never in anybody's lifetime have the Pittsburgh Steelers been 8-0. I am going to focus on the 8-0, and I'll let next year worry when next year comes around. Well, I am it, not going to focus I'm on next too, year. My feeling isn't too far off of you, okay? Yeah. And my thought is Juju is a stealer until he's not. Until he's not. That's exactly what Coach Tallman said about guys when it came to free agency last year. He's like, right. they're Pittsburgh Steelers until they're not. Right. And um, I'd, right. I'd love to see him back. We, we all hope we can see him back. And, How right. they can figure that out, we will see. Um I can tell you this franchise tag for wide receiver is going to be super expensive. Um, but my player that I thought could possibly get the franchise tag was going to be Cam Hayward in order to sign him long term, but they got the deal done before the season started. That's next year stuff. Whew. This is something that we're going to we need to talk about now. Title of the show, talk about now and talk about going forward is the Steelers have this. Mike Tomlin's mentioned this before the whole philosophy of win and correct. That's what they want to do early in the season. Win and correct. You win your game, and then you then, then you correct what you did wrong to move on to the next week. All right? We're at the midway point. 
The Steelers need to win and correct from the Cowboys because there's plenty of stuff to correct. How much longer can they get away with that, with that philosophy? Well, it depends on how you take that philosophy, okay? Mm -hmm. um, every team you play in the NFL is trying to do what? Find a weakness that you have and exploit it. Yes. They could play in week 16 or 17 and someone find a weakness that no one else would realize they have yeah. and exploit it. And you've still got to correct that. Okay. That's true. The, the question isn't, I don't have an issue so much with the statement as long, depending on what we are trying to correct. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that you would expect by this point in the season, we're not having to correct. And if it's those things that, we're, you know, if we are backsliding and, and trying to correct things, we shouldn't be having to go back and correct right now. That's an issue. Yes. Which is interesting because um, it didn't come out today because there was a lot of Steelers news. We should actually mention this news um, going on. And therefore, yeah. the, the the Steelers Vertex article that Jeffrey and I do, it'll be out tomorrow. It's actually talking about the constant regression of the Steelers running game because they have their rushing totals have dropped every week since week three. Week, you know, they peaked, they had the buy every week's been less and less. Um, and that's the topic of that article that you'll be able to see at behind the steel curtain.com tomorrow morning, which is your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'm sorry, just it just comes out now without even thinking about it. I know. So that's one of those things. If you're talking about, oh, the Steelers need to fix the running game, if you're talking about something major like the running game, that's that's not a week 17 fix. No. You know, if the if it's like uh when the Steelers are are in oh 11 personnel, they need to do a better job of getting the getting the slot receiver. You know what I'm saying? When you're talking about something specific like that, that's different. If you're still talking about glaring problems, now I don't know that the Steelers have a glaring problem other than the running game. I Correct. think that's one of the biggest problems they have. I mean, they've even made some great in-game adjustments for things they found as weaknesses. You know, yeah. we were playing Baltimore last week, and they were up jamming our receivers on the line, and we came out second half and started stacking receivers mm -hmm. so that the second guy could get a pretty much a free release. You know, that's you know that's even done in-game, that kind of correction. But you're right. Yeah. The running game cannot continue to be an issue. Now – and the answer is not to abandon it. The answer is to fix it. Now, in order to win the game, the Steelers have abandoned it, but they've done that a couple of times now. But as you need to fix it, you just you might have to check out Vertex tomorrow. I don't want to gloss over the news going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've definitely got to talk about this. It all it all started uh, yesterday with the announcement of a of a player going on the COVID-19 list that there was a player, the announcement came out that a player tested positive uh, for COVID-19. They were going to be going on the COVID list. Then we had to wait and see who it was. To no one's surprise, much like what happened with Baltimore the week before, which kind of frustrated me a little bit, which this one was another one. that's like, 
could they should they have maybe played this a little bit safer? But Coach Tomlin answered that today. It was Vance McDonald who missed okay. Friday's practice due to illness, was fine on Saturday, fine on Sunday, traveled with the team, and played. Sunday's test is the one that came back late Sunday night or Monday morning as being positive. So that was something we already knew yesterday whenever the guys did the hangover. Then I knew the news was coming today. I expected it a little bit oh, yeah. later, but – I, I knew, I knew there, there was going contacts, to be right? close contacts. Yeah. And what's and my concern was because the Steelers had traveled. So you're talking plane ride there, plane ride back with a player doing everything with the close contacts. Oi, I was expecting, uh-huh. I was expecting double digits. Not I seriously, oy. I was. Come on, you're a Steeler fan. It's not oi. Yeah, it's 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 yoy. Yoy. <laughs> yeah. It's so, double yoy. So the problem was the reason I expected that was I was basing it off of the Ravens. The Ravens did not have to travel, and they had, I can't remember if it was seven or eight. It was something like that. Yeah. Um, is how many how many players that they had uh, that were close contacts. Now, on a positive note, every one of the Ravens players who ended up being close contacts didn't practice last week. None of them tested positive, and they all rejoined the team Saturday. And Hopefully, they said that none of them have tested positive since. And since. So right. we're hoping that's what's going on. But the four close contacts were Ben Roethlisberger, which is the big one, but also not surprised because him and Vance are tight. Vince Williams, that one was interesting. Gerald Hawkins. Really not sure why him over any other lineman, unless their lockers are close to each other or something. And here's another one that I found surprising was Jalen Samuels. The reason I find Jalen Samuels interesting is he was the, before Vance McDonald, he was the last Steelers player on the, on the reserve COVID-19 list. He was the, he was on it in training camp and was the last player to come off of it just less than three months ago. So that's interesting that uh, I don't uh, they, I don't know what their rule is for someone if they tested positive if they don't feel that they could test positive because I know the CDC at one point their guidelines were ninety days that once you test positive that they don't believe that you could contract it again. I haven't looked for updated numbers with that, so I don't know for sure. But those are the four players. So that was interesting. Um, did you remember that about Samuels? That he had no. already been on the list? Uh, yes, yeah. I, he was on the list, but I didn't realize he was the last one. He was the last one to come off of it. Off the list. Um, yeah. It was him and James Washington, and then another player, um, Arian Springs, was the first one on there for the Steelers, and then he was released after he came Yeah, I knew he'd been on the list, but I didn't, I didn't realize he was the last one that had come yeah. off. Yeah. So Mike Tomlin, hopeful that, that Ben's going to play. He actually said something. I, I, th- I think Michael Beck's going to expand on this for an article for tomorrow, is that – you know, and he didn't mention the knees. That the report came out that it was both knees that were injured by, on Ben Roethlisberger. As long as he doesn't have symptoms and as long as he doesn't test positive, do you think Ben Roethlisberger forced to not practice all week? I think that could maybe even be a blessing in disguise. Yes. You know, no, not saying that he's not going to play. Definitely want him to play. Don't, don't, don't think that I'm no. saying that. You but- want him to play. But do you think being forced to not have him on the field 
Could it hinder the Steelers? Absolutely. But for his own physical well-being, you could find a silver lining there. Correct. Yeah. You could. A and, I mean, you could even look at it that you maybe do this. Here's, here's a guy, like, we don't know a lot about Ben's knees right now, right? Nobody yeah. does. Yep. Now, you know, Coach Tom talks, you know, it's kind of a day-to-day. -day. He, you know, it's the bumps and bruises of the game, blah, 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 blah. Do you ever wonder? Because I, I thought about this today. How close a contact was Big Ben? Was he real no, that's the curve. That's was determined he, by the NFL. That's done by I, their electronic stuff. I know. You know but but still, I understand. Like, I thought that too. I'm like, it's like huh, well, it was obvious. But, COVID list, we don't have to talk about his knees and how yeah, they're doing all Because he's not going to be on the injury report. Correct. Because he's, he's not going to be on the injury report. So, because, I mean, if he is, it's going to be COVID. It's going to just be COVID. It's not going right. to be that. See, I was, before the COVID thing came out with Ben, I was going to be curious to see tomorrow's injury report because Ben never practices on Wednesday. Was it right. going to say coach's decision or was it going to say knee? Very interesting. So for those of you that are wondering, Coach Tallman was asked, Ben Roethlisberger is the starter as long as he's activated for the game. End of story. They are preparing both quarterbacks. He said both of them will get reps. That's kind of smart. I wouldn't have even said the next. He said Mason will get most of them. I would have even said that. I don't left it wide open. You know, I would have let, too. Let, let the Bungles have to prepare for Dobbs because he's different. He's even, yeah. he's even more different. That's right. So – but, uh, and you know, and some people are like, oh, just rest. No, I said it last week. I'm going to say it always. No, you don't. When you, unless you literally don't care if you win the game or not, you don't rest your quarterback to get them more healthy because you were, you know, like I said, Kansas City 2015. Some Steelers fans that? were saying that. It's, and they this lost. Is, this is a division game this week. Yeah. You know, Division wins are are big. Huge. Yeah. So yeah, Ben's playing if Ben is if Ben is not on the COVID-19 list. End of story. Um, that's what's going to happen. They're going to rest up the knees. Um, and like Coach Thomas said exactly what Ike Taylor told us when when we interviewed him this summer um through BTSC was it's above the neck, it's cerebral. You're going to get that stuff with Ben Roethlisberger anyway. So the other thing that is quite interesting with this is another player who these are the two players Coach Tomlin basically said will play if they're activated was Vince Williams because he has all those years in. The other two guys, I don't look for them to dress. I don't think they're going to play him unless they feel like Derwin Gray can't fill in for Hawkins, then, then they'll dress Hawkins. But I have a feeling it'll be, it'll be Gray. Hawkins will be out this week because of the prep time. I have a feeling it'll be Trey Edmonds. Not Jalen Samuels because they did try, sign Trey Edmonds today. That was the move that woke me up from my nap. Um, so those two guys are. But with Vince Williams, the thing that's interesting, he's not going to be a practice all week. Guess who's going to get snaps? Avery Williamson. Avery Williams. <laughs> so the Which new player to get snaps anyway. So yeah. So, so I mean, this is something that Michael Beck's going to all you know lay out in an article for us tomorrow. But you got to realize that that that's going to be. Be, be the thing. Now, I don't know what to expect with the Cincinnati Bengals team just because they're I, – I just don't know. 
Um, I, I I just don't know. So we'll get to that. They're, in the- they're not Andy Dalton Cincinnati Bengals, are they? No, they aren't. So anything else you want to say from this past week? Anything else you want to say and, you know, bring up the Cowboys game? A couple things. Okay. Defensively in the fourth quarter, Cam Hayward turned into a beast. Yep. Okay. Cam Hayward had moments in that game where he just said, forget this. I'm making a play. I'm making a play and made a play. Yeah. And, um, I mean, she was even, even Bromo and that, you know, the guys calling the game, even brought, they were just like, wow, he's just is kind of imposing his will. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I think the line they use is, is he is a man, he, you know, he is a man among boys. Yes. And he just balled out and was probably part of the reason we win that game uh, was Cam Hayward. Um, should have been the game winning sack, the game ceiling sack, but it, it, it should have been. Um, you know, I was with you on that one. I, uh, the, the frustrating thing was Claypool probably could have gotten a first down, but he'd had to go out of bounds to do it. And that's and he fine. Didn't want to, and he didn't want to risk it. Okay, I get it. Because the worst but thing I is if he goes so, out of bounds and doesn't get it. I was so mad at the fourth down call. He, here's maybe what some of the issue is with our running game. We would line up in the first half, and I'd turn to Kyle and say, they're running it here, and they would run it. Every time I said they're running it here, we ran the football. Yeah. If they line up and I can sit at home and know they're going to run the football and have an idea where it's going. Yeah. Think maybe the other team can figure it out too. It's yeah. like. Oh. Yep. So uh, Felicia hits us up with $2 into the tip jar. Thank you, Felicia. She's a regular here. She says, Boz better be kicking. All Gat Gum Day. Oh, sorry, I had to go Keith Butler on that one um, until Sunday. So, yeah, that was interesting because, yeah, you had the block. Yeah, you had the fear of the block. Like I said, they lived in their fears. Tomlin says you don't live in your fears. He lived in his fears, which is funny because you can – sometimes when is- you when you make a smart move, you are living in your fears. So, um. My issue with that I worry now for boss, okay? We missed the first extra point. Mm-hmm. We had one blocked. Yep. Right? Not good. You know, he hits the 59-yard field goal. After he missed the 54-yarder. After he missed the 54-yarder. But, honestly, when you're talking 50-plus yards, I don't care what guy's got the leg. That's a coin flip anyway. Yeah. You know. Um But yeah. I gotta worry. Does th- last week get in Baza's head a little bit? That's what that's I why worry about. it all comes down to his next extra points. And you know the Steelers kicking that field goal. If they would have kicked the field goal rather than gone for it on fourth down, it was an extra point. I know it was an extra point. And I mean, part of it was I. I mean, there's still a lot of question of, of whether or not the they should have been penalties on the Cowboys. Like I said, my understanding is you can jump over the center as long as you don't contact him. Right. Now, here's one of those corrections that Coach Tomlin is talking about, okay? Mm -hmm. When they're working special teams this week, Mm -hmm. 
I hope they work with Cam Canada. Snap the football and raise up. Yeah. You know, because if he raises is, up yeah. on, if he raises up and that guy hits coming over him, it's a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point. The the higher he gets, the harder it is to not contact him. You are Correct. right. That's a really good point. He needs to make himself. But here's the other thing that bothers me. I want to go back. It's funny. As much as I don't want to see those plays again, I want to go back and look at them. I just haven't had the time. But for for someone who, you know, was the – I was the reserve extra point kicker, but we ran a muddle huddle for two years where we would go for two if the team didn't line up right for it. So, therefore, I was already lined up to block because they needed me to block. So, therefore, whenever we then came over to kick the extra point, I was already on the line of scrimmage. Therefore, if you're going to block, what do you do? Just like a punt. All the all the big guys, you're all blocking in. Why was there such a gap? It seemed like there was just an obvious gap between the long snapper and the next guy's out. Those guys should be blocking in, not out. I don't I was always told never block out. Never block out on the extra point on the field goal. If there's nobody to your inside and someone to your outside, don't block out because they might be setting you up in order to try to sneak past you. Always block in, even if there's no one there. That's what you do. And it didn't, it seemed like there was too much of a space there that someone could leap in. So that the blocking needs to be worked on with that. So that's something we'll see. Right. There's stuff on those field goals, extra point. Those are things I'm hoping to see they get worked out. We'll yeah. see. Yes, it you know, is. Um, but that, to me, those are the kinds of things, you know, Coach Tom was talking about when he says, you know, get the win, correct our mistakes. That, though, that those right are there, the kind of mistakes you're correct. Things where I can see. What that is, is my guess is the guys from Dallas looked, they caught a tendency. They said, we can try this. Yep. And it worked. Now that, we got to fix the issue so other teams can't try it. That whoever's on the whoever's on that side of of Canada isn't blocking hard enough to the inside. So that's that. Other things. I felt that the special teams were inverted from what we got earlier in the season. It used to be, oh, the coverage is great, all oh, the returns are great, all oh, the field goal kicking is great, the punting, eh. I thought the punting was good this game. Oh. Yeah, but the coverage and it's everything else wasn't. (laughs) I mean, that one was a long return. Like Barry, the one before the long return, I think they said he kicked was fifty-seven, and I think the one where they did that return was even longer. I'm telling you that he booted that thing. That thing was crazy. Wonder if he was aiming for the jumbotron. Remember, that's what punters would always do in Dallas. I almost forgot about that till just now. Um, But it's right. Barry kicked well. We didn't cover. We didn't cover as well, which I hope we get that corrected. Yep. Um, No excuse on the short. Yeah, on the kick. I mean, Boz put that ball right where he needed to on the kickoff from the on the. Yeah, we're kicking off. Yes, there should have been. There were several penalties that were obvious and missed. Sorry, I don't know. I saw at least twice again blatant, ridiculous holding on TJ Watt that they just refused to call. I know. 
I just, yeah, I didn't think you could actually, you know, bear hug a guy, pick him up and carry him somewhere and be allowed to do that. You know, I know, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, but see, here's another thing you, you got to remember. We're like, Oh man, they let the Cowboys in it. They're announcing the closeness of the, of this game. Obviously they're special teams. Let's take it out of it. Do you put it more on the offense or the defense? The put what? The reason this game was only decided by five points and not more. Is that on the oh. offense? Oh, it was defense? on the offense. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, I put it on the offense and the special teams. Yeah. Well, I said I said take special teams out of it. So right. yeah. But you know, I, I'm looking at it all. It was the mm-hmm. offense and the special teams. The special teams put the defense on some short fields, which gave up some points. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. The offense was behind from the start and yeah. not – Yeah, the defense wasn't getting much time to take a break over there. Um, we, you know, we talked about it last year, that getting to our defense later, you know, especially later in the year. Those guys had just played so many snaps. Um without much break because you had so many three and outs from the offense, you know, we'll get it. Yeah. So it's kind of with the defense. It's only the third time this season they've held a team to under 20 points. So they held the team under generally you hold a team under 20 points. You can win the game. And they did that. They held them only one touchdown. And to be fair, the offense did their part then eventually. They got, you know, the defense held to under 20, the offense scored more than 20, and we won the game. And the offense scored six points off of turnovers. Correct. So. Six points, yeah. They took those turnovers and did get some mm -hmm. points from them. Um, And really, you think about it, you know, we we talked about the Steelers at that magical, they'd been 26 or better. You realize they were only two points off from that. Yeah. Yeah. And you realize that we missed two extra points and didn't kick that field goal at the end. Yep. So and went for two and didn't get it because of the missed extra points. That's three Correct. points right there. It should have right. been twenty-seven. You right. know, we should have been. We could have easily been thirty-plus points. Yes. In that so, but things didn't well, we go were. right. And the but, other problem is, seriously, you're going up against the last-ranked run defense in the NFL, and you can't run the ball. That's the biggest concern with the offense. So, which well, time for us to transition? Yeah, one last thing, just real quick. There was reason by that. Dallas made adjustments. Yeah, to try to keep teams from running the ball. They came out in that eighty-five Bears defense, and that was the first they had shown this front. And they did it to try to stop the run. Yeah, and it worked and- against us. You can learn all about that in tomorrow's Steelers Vertex on ah, Thank you nice. to Jeffrey Benedict for, for doing the film. So we are going to, if you're here with us on the audio side, get ready to click on part two. If you're here on YouTube, hang on. We'll be back in a few seconds. Got a super chat we got to get to. Got to talk about this Bengal game coming up. And I'm going to say Bengal. A Bengal bungle. We'll discuss that here shortly. And we'll see if the Steelers can keep Winning and correcting. So stick with us. We'll be right back.